Hey everyone, my name is Danuj, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Improved to Dream podcast. And we're here today with Priya Russell, a document dreamer from Washington State, who will be sharing her story with us today. Thanks so much for being here with us today, Priya. Thanks for having so, me. Awesome. So tell me a bit about yourself. Where are you originally from? Oh, I am from the... Sorry. All good. So, I was born in the state of Maharashtra in India in 2003, and then now I have been living in Washington for over eight years or so. Uh, I haven't been here consecutively, but I have been here long enough to complete uh, a lot of my elementary, middle, and high school education, and now I am pursuing an undergraduate degree in the University of Washington, Bothell. That's awesome. So when you first uh, moved to the United States, how old were you? I was before preschool age, so about like three or four years old. Mm -hmm. And that was over in Boston. And then we moved to Washington when I was around five. And I was still young enough where I did have some knowledge of living in India. And then I knew all my relatives and had a couple of friends there, but I still didn't really think of it as my permanent home. It just felt like we would take a trip back to India and then come back here, which is our home. But as the status suggests that it's not necessarily my actual home. But yeah. mm -hmm. that's a more. common common uh, mindset that a lot of documented dreamers have. I know myself, I felt the same exact way. For sure. So you said that you moved to the US and then had to move back. What was your time like in India while you know you shifted back? Mm -hmm. The most prominent memory I have of that time was this one time I had I was after school I had gone to play out with the local kids, and the first thing they said was, "Can you do your American accent for us?" <laughs> Which was so I remember running away from them because oh my god, like why would you make me do that? Uh, but that was another thing is like I've I have a perfect like Indian accent that's like either for my relatives or my parents or talking with my brother. And then I have my American accent, which I use for daily life. And mm -hmm. I remember in school, we had this little show and tell. And the thing that I had taken to show and tell about was the American dollar. And it just went to show, like, even if I wasn't really consciously thinking about it, like, I really, really acted like an American or like an outside country kid. So I wasn't necessarily in my mind Indian. Gotcha. So you consider yourself to be an American? Mm -hmm, for sure. That's awesome. So what does it mean to be an American to you? To me right now, I am kind of defining it very literally as like I have been in America and learning a lot of its culture for, for years and years. Like I can name more historical figures in American history than like the current leaders in India, for example, which is what you would think like an Indian citizen would be able to talk about, right? Like the current affairs of India, the past, like the history of India, which I do have some knowledge of, but not as much as I do of American history, which has just really only happened because I've been in this environment for so long. And I've learned like American values and my English is American. <laughs> I've learned English grammar, English vocabulary that's from American schools. So that is what I would count as being American. That's awesome. 
I know uh, as an Indian citizen myself too, I couldn't tell you much about the state of India's politics and whatnot. So I want to backtrack a bit. Um, what was the original reason that you and your family moved to the United States? I believe it was because my father was on a certain project that required him to move here. I mm-hmm. think he was in America for a little bit before we also moved over because the time for his project was just so long. Like, I guess he just didn't really want to be apart for too long. Mm-hmm. So we ended up moving to the States, uh, obviously to support him. And then we ended up staying long enough that I did my education here too. Gotcha. And so, you know, doing your education in the United States and growing up, you obviously picked up on American traditions. How is it like growing up in the U.S.? It's, well, it's all I've ever really known, honestly. Um, When I think about it, it's like, it really, for like, at least for my parents, like going back to India would have, for them would have been like going back home. But for me, it was more so about visiting my relatives and, uh, maybe having some of the food around, but it never really felt like I was completely a part of my birthplace. And, but coming back here, it was like, okay, I'm finally home. I'm finally back to, um, you know, American dollars, American goods, American candy, sweets, snacks, and stuff like that. And it, it just, Sorry, I've like lost track of the question. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're still on the question about mm-hmm. American traditions and you yeah. know, comparing it to Indian society and stuff. Yeah. Um, to put it in other words and how I would interpret your answer would be if like when you came back to the US, it felt like you were coming home, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you live in a certain place long enough, it start you start to make it associated with like home and stability. Absolutely. So at some point, you learned about your immigration status, and your parents told you and explained the legal system. How old were you when that happened? I want to say I was in like eighth grade. Um, my parents didn't actually tell me explicitly. I actually learned about it because, well, I I am actually interested more in like artistic stuff. And one thing I had heard about was like the Google Doodle competition, and when I was like looking through the eligibility requirements, one of them I think says like, you must be a US citizen or permanent resident. I was like, okay, permanent resident. Like I'm a permanent resident. So I told my dad, I was like, hey, are we permanent residents? He's like, no, it's like, we're not. <laughs> and then it, it kind of spiraled into a whole, a whole like discovery. And I think there was a family friend of ours who also had a kid, he was like close to aging out. And then I like discovered like, oh, he's not actually American apparently. So it was uh, from eighth grade to like ninth grade was like the whole like discovery part. And then from then on, it was like coping with mm-hmm. like finding out what to do or hearing experiences from the family member, for example. And it was just really strange because whenever I would actually try to talk about it with my parents, for example, they would always say like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't need to worry about it. But like in reality, like right now I have like less than three years or so before I age out. So I do need to think about it. <laughs> it's just, it's really, weird to navigate because even though they're like as like an improve the dream there's a whole bunch of other people that are in the similar situation we don't have our situations are so unique from each other that it's hard to find like concrete um help or like where to get started that's right everyone has their own stories and paths they need to walk Mm -hmm. 
So talking about that eighth to ninth grade, you know, discovery period you were talking about, when you first learned about it, did you feel a sense of betrayal? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I like spent like a whole week being mad that I couldn't do the competition just because I wasn't a permanent resident or something. And it was even in like, I think ninth grade, we take like the pre-SAT or we had like the practice pre-SAT before the pre-SAT in 10th grade. But we were also told that there was like the national something scholarship. And then I National Merit, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I looked into that too. It's like, oh, you must be a permanent resident or citizen to qualify that. And it's like, why am I taking the pre-SAT if I'm not going to qualify for the scholarship anyway? So I remember like absolutely bombing that pre-SAT because I was like, it doesn't matter anyway. (laughs) So yeah, that was like, it was highlighted by a lot of disappointment for sure. And then as like after ninth grade was like when we all started like, turning like 15 16 like working age for a lot of my friends and they would talk right. about like oh during the summer i'm gonna go work in an ice cream shop or something it's like yeah you have fun doing that i'm just gonna stay <laughs> here <laughs> but it was yeah disappointment and betrayal yeah. was definitely Absolutely. a big factor mm-hmm. um eighth to ninth grade is pretty young age i guess because i found out about it in my sophomore year of high school so Mm. eighth to ninth grade is a bit younger do you wish you had known about it earlier um what it's like also yes but also no but then knowing that finding out about it finding out about it later does lead to some sort of disadvantages like we wouldn't wouldn't be able to prepare ahead of time but also if I had known earlier, maybe I really wouldn't have had a difficulty with like my personal identity or something like that. Or it's like, if I had known from earlier that I'm actually an Indian citizen, not American, then maybe it would have been easier for me to grapple with that and be like, mm-hmm. okay, America is not permanent and we are going to move back eventually. And I would have been fine with that. Maybe we don't right. really know, <laughs> but it's, it's a bit of a, it's weird. But I am it is not, definitely weird. Yeah, I'm not mad that I knew at the time that I knew. Mm-hmm. It's definitely so you coping. were talking about like that, that feeling of betrayal and, you know, coping. Did joining Improve the Dream and, you know, connecting you with this community help in any way? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it really, really felt like aside from like that one family my friend that went through it, it really felt like like I was like the only one and I couldn't really talk about it with people other than my parents and even they were like understandably they're like oh we don't want to pressure her with the idea of like immigration systems and stuff like that but then I think I had searched up on Twitter like something about the H1B I was like there must be someone else complaining about this right <laughs> and then there was but not complaining but you guys were actually like actively looking into ways that we can make it stop right so it felt really reassuring it's like okay I'm not the only one that's complaining or like thinking that this is not fair. Um, and I was glad to join and I've been in some meetings as well, the monthly meetings, and they've been really good because I get to hear what other people have done. Cause there's not only just people who are before aging out, but people who have also aged out, but also found ways to stay in the country. I was like, okay, yeah, there's hope. Like I don't yep. need to completely lose hope and everything. And I'll uh, speak on a personal note, too. I aged out back in May 2021. Mm. And, you know, going through all that, I was, you know, flying solo. Um, 
after I aged out, I found about found out about Improve the Dream and stuff. So it was a tad bit late for me, but still connecting with this community was an amazing experience. For sure. um, but there's always hope. Mm-hmm. So in what ways has your visa status affected, you know, your life decisions? Has it impacted your college or your careers? Obviously your careers, but your college decisions? Oh, yeah. So one thing that I have always been interested even like when I was younger was animation and animating and being in a creative field but the thing about the process of like transitioning into from like the H4 which is what I'm on to the F1 to the H1B maybe in the future or whatever that is like I've noticed it is heavily STEM like STEM is what gives you more chances to stay on track of like staying in the country at least from what i've seen which definitely influenced me because like i did apply to some animation colleges but they ended up being super super expensive and there's actually a funny story with that it's like one of them had like these diversity scholarships right and then i asked them i was like hey do they also count for non-citizens they're like no (laughs) it's like (laughs) why do you call them diversity scholarships then but that like I guess money because knowing that I wouldn't qualify for certain like aid things because of not being a citizen and international fees would be really expensive absolutely the stem focus which is what led me to staying in Washington state where I do get resident fees thankfully Mm -hmm. and I am more focused on like applied computing which is a like computer science light it was like we have some room to do a minor so I can do a minor in something like visual arts related but it's definitely like really narrowed down my choices at least from what I can see other people are doing it doesn't really seem like things like animation or visual arts have more chances to let me say I'm sure I can find a way but again it's like the majority of what I see is like people in STEM doing smart things and staying in the mm-hmm. country. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like a limited access to opportunity almost. Mm-hmm. For sure. So turning 21 and you said that, you know, you're about to age out soon. Um, what is the, you know, turning 21 is often a thing that a lot of American teenagers and, you know, people all around the world look forward to. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Oh, no, because <laughs> it's like, I actually thought about this the other day, too. It's like, oh, a lot of people, when they turn 21, the biggest thing that they're probably looking forward to is like drinking alcohol legally or something. It's like, but it's for me, it's like, I'm thinking about whether I'm going to be able to stay in the country or not, which is really like, I don't want to compare woes or anything. Like, that's mm-hmm. the one thing I really hate about this thing is that I do feel like I'm like bringing the the mood down every time I mention it. It's like someone's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do this job," and I'm like, "Hey, guess what? I can't legally work." <laughs> it's, I just feel really terrible, but it's also like, man, I didn't really think that I would have to deal with this stuff. I thought like yeah. being able to drink alcohol would be like the biggest thing about being 21, but it would have to like I also have to think about possible like family separation and the self-deportation and stuff like that which is obviously there's not a hundred percent guarantee that it will happen but it's much bigger and it's just having that on the horizon is kind of scary yeah Yeah, for sure 
So uh, in recent politics news, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the America's Children Act and, you know, a lot of like Athulia's testimony and everything. Um, so there's been a lot of talk, but what would a pathway to citizenship mean for you? Oh, for me, it would definitely take off a lot of stress because then I would be able to kind of be a little more relaxed with my college pathway, at least, because right now the number one thing in my mind is be like be on STEM and do it on time on time being like the traditional four-year route but I've also like been discovering as I take classes and whatever it's like I don't necessarily work in the way that the four-year track is like built for right like I would love if I had time to like keep exploring a, a whole bunch of different options and not be chugging along to the major or whatever so mm-hmm. it would give so it would reduce a lot of stress and give me a lot of freedoms that should really be like given like you would think and it would i would just be really like happy honestly because i would finally have like i know labels are not as important but i I would have that and it's better than nothing in many ways (laughs) i know uh so i'm going to talk about that in my own terms um being an American, you know, one of the biggest uh, fundamental rights, I guess, is freedom to choose what you want to do. And growing up as an American and being, you know, limited or, you know, being limited from that freedom to choose kind of negates everything I've learned growing up mm-hmm. in the country for the past couple of years. So, yeah, trust me, I'm on, I, I, feel, I know exactly how that feels. Mm-hmm. But that concludes all the questions I have for you today. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for, you know, Uh, you know telling me about your life story i really appreciate it thanks for having me again all right Mm -hmm. have a great day you too